I want to push myself to try new approaches because it like expands my creativity and it jogs new ideas and I don't want to ever feel like I'm getting in a rut like yeah. I don't feel like I'm coming in with this like master plan like I'm yeah. gonna do this it's like you have to have a certain amount of fluidity and flexibility when you're Absolutely. creating to you know whatever the sound or the song is telling you then you have to shift gears and go in that yeah. direction and sometimes it can become something totally different than what you imagine and that's what's so exciting about sitting down to make a piece of music or a piece of art um sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm a professional like touring musician yeah. somehow it's just incredible <laughs> This is just my life. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I chose the rock band. Really, yeah. really great. Yes, mother effers it, me. Young Wolf, the Lone Wolf coming at you, the Wandering Wolf coming at you from Topsail Island, Topsail Island, North Carolina, vacationing with my girlfriend's family. And it is B E A U TIFUL. That's how, when you're in second grade, when they taught us how to spell beautiful, the teacher was like, just remember, it's B E A U TIFUL. And it is a beautiful summer day, August day, down here in North Carolina. Stay off the dunes. Stay off the dunes, they say. Well, I do. Uh, beach erosion and whatnot. Uh, Grace's family is very into shark's teeth. They go uh, walk around on the beach looking for shark's teeth. Uh, her father makes sandcastles and has a pirate's flag that goes at the top of the sandcastles. We've been making a lot of, well, we're on our second jigsaw puzzle, almost finished with our second jigsaw puzzle, doing some crossword puzzles. Um, I've been, I brought my laptop down, so I've been messing around with a little bit of music. And, you know, that's about that. Grace is, is uh, working on a... Uh, some Y merchandise for the next tour, which is a, she's making a dog bandana, alopecia themed dog bandana with uh, our dog, Martin, Marty, Mars, as uh, the horses on the cover, if you're familiar with that album. Gonna be really cool. Speaking of, uh, please don't miss out on this tour, uh, this Y tour coming up where we are playing the album Alopecia in its entirety. This is the 10 year anniversary tour for Alopecia. Uh, we're, we're out waving the Alopecia flag around and uh, the reissue is out. You can get that uh, it's out on the 17th, I believe, of this month. You can get that at your local grocer or uh, you can get it online from Joyful Noise Recordings. Um, do not sleep on these shows. New York just sold out uh, a little while ago, and that's for a show in November. So it, it's it's happening uh, now. It's happening now. People are buying now. Okay, uh, and that's how this works. That's how that's how the money markets work. You know, everyone sort of decides 
as, as a uh, flock, you know, when they're going to go west and when they're going to go east and when they're going to go south for the winter. And uh, that's how the money markets are and that's how purchasing tickets for concerts is. And uh, the people have decided it's time to buy these tickets. So uh, you better go along with them uh, or else get left up north in the winter and freeze to death. You understand what I'm saying? So go do that. Uh, we're going all around the U.S. in November. But in September, previous to that, we are traveling around Europe and uh, also playing a festival in Israel. So uh, go and look up those dates at, uh, you can find those at, at whywithaquestionmark.com slash tour. Uh, also, I want to give you all the opportunity to get in on the ground floor of the Wandering Wolf podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the wandering wolf and uh give a little something if you got a little extra you love the podcast support it okay keep it going keep it going keep it moving keep it grooving uh and you five dollar and up a month supporters my executive producer level my executive producers uh god bless you god bless you and he does and he does and he blesses me with your money uh, and I appreciate that. And uh, the podcast appreciates it, okay? And we'll name you guys at the end. You get named at the end. So anybody who gives $5 or up on, on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash the wandering wolf, uh, you are an executive producer and you do, you do get shouted out at the end of each episode, okay? Uh, and we got quite a, well, we got a few of you this time. So we're going we're gonna to get to those at the end. Uh, and you also, anyone, even if you give a dollar a month or uh, 50 cents a month, you get to be in on the conversation. Uh, so you can go to Patreon and we'll have uh, conversations about each episode on there uh, in the, uh, you know, the comments under the episodes like a, uh, like, a, like a Reddit or like an old message board back in the day. So join us, won't you, please. Uh, my guest today is Half-Wave, and uh, I, I uh, got into her music not too long ago, uh, only several months ago after her the release of her latest album, Lavender, uh, and it's a fantastic album, and I, I highly recommend it uh, for those of you who haven't heard it yet, and uh, I saw that she was coming to town, to Cincinnati, and I decided to, to reach out and see if I could uh, have a little convo with her. And I did, and she did. And she said, she said she would be glad to. That sound is the ocean, by the way. That's the ocean. And if it's a little windy, I'm sorry, but that's how the ocean works. It blows wind out. I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but something along those lines. Anyway, we had our conversation, and it was a good conversation. I, uh, this is someone that, that uh, I could relate to a great deal, and uh, she's got a, a good head on her shoulders and knows what she's doing, okay? So I think you'll enjoy this conversation. I'm trying to think if there's anything else you guys need to know about my life or what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I've been working on music a lot, and hopefully you'll hear that at some point in your life. But uh, yeah, for now, let's just get into this conversation. Uh, let's move forward and talk to my new friend, 
ways. I feel like you've gotten a lot more exposure over this album. I mean, I for one, that's when I heard of yeah. you when this album came out. Um, I was so happy when you reached out to me. That was really nice. You already knew who I was? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. Okay. Did you used to live in New York or? I never lived in lived, New York. Okay. Um, I I'm, lived, my brother lived in New York. Okay. I, I lived in Oakland, California and Berkeley. Oh, cool. And then I grew up here and then moved back here. Oh, nice. When I got old. Yeah, I mean, I've heard your name. I've heard the name yeah. of your band and your name too, just yeah. like around. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. And you toured with florist is that right like recently yeah, just recently yeah. yeah yeah in in february or something are you yeah. friends with those guys or? uh yeah okay. uh actually i haven't met emily in person but we've um we've connected because uh they were living in uh upstate new york like near yeah. where we are now She's, but she, she moved up there right you know? in catskill but yeah. she moved out to la recently yes um but did meet her bandmate uh, Rick. Johnny? Rick. Oh, Rick. Yeah. Oh, Rick's the only one I haven't met. Okay, yeah. Rick uh, lives in Troy with okay. his partner, and we've I met them. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, Johnny came on tour with us, and then uh, uh, Felix. Do you know Felix? Yeah. Okay. I know Felix through um, O, formerly mm -hmm. Eskimo. Right, yeah. Where they were in that, that band. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, small cool. world. Cool. I know. I love it, though. It's, yeah. Well, so that's something I've noticed that's changed. It's just like, um, like you, you suddenly become part of this like scene where people you haven't met, but then, but you're sharing similar experiences. So you might connect online, and you, there's like a really instant connection. Yeah. Um, or this yeah. really like instantaneous friendship that arises. It's ha how it happened with Japanese breakfast, actually. Like Michelle and I hadn't met until yesterday but okay. we have a lot of mutual friends and we've like interacted online and it felt like i already knew her do uh do you like it so far that like the the you've been doing it what i mean like touring and stuff how, how long um i've been touring like full time uh for two years okay and i started a couple years before that but i've been going for two years with like really very little break and oh my goodness because like I was realizing it's been um touring with like Halfway and Pine Grove so I was playing in two bands oh, up until last in August Pine Grove as well? up until yeah I was playing in the like live lineup um until last summer when Aiden my bandmate and I decided to focus full-time on Halfway, which okay. is when we left the band um but so between the two projects, it's been a very busy couple of years. Yeah. And so when we weren't on the road, it was like we were rehearsing for one of the other tours um, or working on records or yeah. music videos. It just like I realized that it's been nonstop. Um, like your your work and your personal life are really intertwined. So it's, yes. it's hard to find a separation. And uh, I've just hit a point where that's not really sustainable for me anymore so so what does that mean you'll have to take some time off i'm taking july and august off good and that means like no rehearsing for tours well i have to do a little bit of rehearsing because i'm going on the road in september solo okay. but that's another thing but like doing how i will never stop doing halfway for stop writing but i want to do it a little bit in a like a more relaxed capacity yeah um i'm gonna be writing a lot and that's really what i want to do in, in 
the next couple months is just right uh, with no expectations. Yeah. I don't need to put out an album next year. I've released something every year for three years, and yeah. I, I really want the next thing to Chill be. Out a little yeah. Bit. I want the next <laughs> thing to like be really thoughtful, and yeah. I want to you know amass the the greatest possible collection of songs that I can at this moment in my life, and and that means like taking my time and and. I think that's smart. Yeah. I think that's smart. I I think that. But that said, I think that 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 hustle has been good, and that's why yes. people like me and and Michelle heard about you because because like your name got around, yeah. And, and then like we checked out the music, and it's like, oh, <laughs> shit, this is great, you know. So yeah, it's good. You it's did good that, that the hustle now like, take a yeah. little break. The hustle wasn't for nothing, but yeah. But yeah I mean, I've been hustling doing this project since um, like the end of 2011. I think I had my first show in February 2012 at. Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn. There were like five people there, my parents and a couple friends. And um, it was my like solo project for a couple years and then brought in my bandmates. And it's it's just, it's been a, a very slow process. Um, of what, build, building of building. an audience and stuff? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that was what, like almost seven years ago, six years ago. And even with the release of Lavender, I, I feel like there has been um, it has been a step forward for sure yeah. but I also think what I'm what I've realized about myself and like my trajectory is like everything that I've done is like slow growth yeah. I'm not I'm not like a fast person I'm not yeah. like you know like c catching fire and then you're off like everything has just been but but thankfully it's been a forward motion yes it feels like it's moving in the right direction but but at like a very slow and deliberate pace and I I think I'm okay with that yeah, that's fine. I th yeah. I think I mean that's how my career was is was mm -hmm. you know and continues to be like, and I think that that is, you know, no offense, but a testament to the type of music you make, which I think is deeper. It it has um, a, a a bit of depth to it where it's not you know you're not gonna be. Watch me be wrong, but you're not going <laughs> to be the next Lord or the next yeah. like Taylor Swift. Right. You know, it's more like the next uh, whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to name names, but but yeah, but it basically on your own terms mm -hmm. instead of someone else's terms of like, you know, what do we want to become the next darling or whatever. Right. You know, you you build a career that is your own career mm -hmm. and. You're, and, and yeah, in your own way. So. Yeah, and it's just, it's this constant, like, chiseling away at getting to, like, the heart of myself and, like, what yeah. what I want to say and what I want to make. And I think each thing that I'm releasing is getting closer to that. And I think it's, Holy. like, it's this motion of, of moving towards something and then, like, I hope that's like my whole life, you know, it's like, every, like it will never get there. Like, it, I want to be on this continued quest because I want this to be my career forever. It's like moving towards the sunset and the, and the, the perspective. Is yes. Yeah. Exactly. No, totally. Yeah. And, and I, 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 right. What's yeah. the purpose of, of doing any of this anyway? Like what's the purpose of making art? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we're getting at something right. that, that an itch that's, that's way below the surface. Totally. And you, and, you, know, you don't know, don't really understand what's, what it is right and that's it's, why you do it right yeah it, i just when you said that about the perspective it reminded me um do you know the author rebecca solnit i don't know i've been like reading a lot of her stuff lately and and she writes like a lot of essays and um she was talking about the art the phenomenon and art and 
in real life, but of um, painting the distance blue. Okay. Like our eyes kind of perceive the far it distance. Recedes. Yeah, as like cool this blue color. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful and nostalgic and romantic, but like you can never reach it because yeah. when you get to that blue of distance, it's the present. It's it's where you are, and it's no right. longer that color. And it's no longer that feeling. So it's like this idea of like actually keeping that distance sacred that you, yeah. you want there to be that thing that you're moving towards that you that you never really fully it's attain. Like, it's like that 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 shimmer sound way in the background that just has to have a shit ton of reverb. You, can't, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it sounds like you you played it, you played it all perfectly on your on your Glockenspiel or whatever, and it right. sounds awesome without verb, <laughs> but it has to have that verb. It has, has to, to have be that set in the distance, shim- otherwise right. it isn't was it what it is. Yeah. It makes the mix, uh, makes the mix work when totally. you have that distance. <laughs> well, I, I like to talk about that a little bit. I'm curious about, like, your process. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. like, is this is music like always what you wanted to do for your life? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's been something that I've been doing since as long as I can remember like I was writing songs at a really young age uh songs and poetry you know about like beanie babies and stuff but, <laughs> yeah, yeah um it was just like always a way of expressing myself singing was just like a natural way of communicating um and like I dabbled with the idea of like maybe being an ecologist okay. at one point when I was looking at colleges I was like maybe I want to study ecology and I, st- I still really love like nature and um, ecology college ecology yeah. college uh, I think like in a parallel universe I'm a scientist okay but that's not at all who I am now in this world uh, you work I, at Burger King yeah. and, and you <laughs> and sometimes I'm, tour and play music yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> no I declared my music major like first semester of college okay. like I was just like okay I'm all in um, I got this tattoo of a sound wave when oh, I was nice. like 23 as a kind of testament to like, okay, I'm, I'm really committed. I'm putting it on my body. I'm going to be a musician forever. Uh, so basically, if anything ever called out to me, it was like quickly just trounced by my overwhelming love for music. Which is, which is what? Do you get a feeling from, like, did you get a feeling as a kid listening to other people's music that, that you couldn't get otherwise? Really, it was creating my own music. Okay. Like, I, just from an early age, that was an outlet that I had. Um, I started taking piano when I was six. And uh, I, I hated doing piano lessons. I did classical piano, and I feel like every kid hates uh, practicing scales. Yeah. So instead of doing that, I would just like make up my own songs and got to the point where my piano teacher said to me, I think when I was like 13, uh, I can't really teach you anymore because I can see that you want to do your own thing, and I, yeah. I encourage you to do that. And then she sent me off actually to a jazz piano teacher okay. to, to learn more about like chords and chord progressions. Um, they so did, I did they, that. They did the same thing. Kind of did the same. Yeah. They did. They sent me to a jazz person too, but it, that didn't work out either. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I just it was like always a a really comfortable place for me to be writing songs. Why did your parents push you into that? Was Were your parents, like, musical as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, my dad's a musician, plays, like, so many different instruments, primarily Celtic instruments. Okay. Um, yeah, he's, he's Does great. He, do you guys have Celtic ancestry? Yeah. So my last name, Plunkett, is Irish. Okay. I was wondering what that... Yeah, uh, yeah my Anand name... So Ananda is my full first name. Okay. That's Sanskrit. And my mom's Indian. Ananda. Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, and then... I used uh, to go to a restaurant called Ananda Ferrara in oh. San Francisco. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like... Is that still around? 
I don't know. People it have, like, like, sent me photos of, like, restaurants called Ananda. I okay. feel like maybe I've gotten that one once. It was, like, owned <laughs> by, like, one of these, like, I don't want to call it a cult, but, like, there was, like, a guru guy. Oh. Uh, like, during the wild, wild country time? Have you seen that? Sort of. I have. That's awesome. <laughs> that's what made me think sort of that. Of, maybe like sort this. of that kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Different guy, though. And maybe it's not a cult. I don't yeah. know. They do have, at all times, have a video feed of the guru and the corner okay. of the restaurant. So. And my family had a guru or, okay. or has a guru. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom follows nothing a Nothing wrong with a guru. A guru. I wish so, I had a guru. Yeah. Um, right. So there's nothing wrong with a guru. No, no. Um, and it's not always a cult. But, Just when they start buying but, yes. uh, Rolls Royces. Yeah. And lots of guns. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then it's like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's all to say my dad yes, <laughs> uh, played yes. a lot of Celtic instruments and uh, we like just grew up, or like family gatherings, he would play guitar and we would sing. And we had like this canon of family songs that we would sing and that we still do. Yeah. Um, which is actually really beautiful because my aunt, his older sister, has Alzheimer's and um, she's at the point where she that can't really string together a sentence. but. Yeah when he plays those songs that we would always sing together as a family, like she knows all of the words because it doesn't Dude, affect the same you, part of the brain. Did you see that documentary about that? About, no. um, and I can't remember what it was called, but I'm gonna find it okay. and I'll send it to you. Okay, I would really like about, to. About uh, people with Alzheimer's like waking up. It might be called mm. something like waking up when they hear music that mm. they used to know. It's amazing. It's really incredible and I think it speaks. I've never seen it in real life. But yeah. yeah, it speaks volumes to like, the power of music you know yeah. like it just it's a an affirmation that you know what we're doing and what we've chosen to do with our lives like is is important oh, to yeah. us and, and to the world i think absolutely i i mean i would i would venture to say there's nothing more important than you know than music and art making in general mm -hmm. like or like or that 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 is the pinnacle of our current state of evolution mm -hmm. maybe you know what i mean like you using because it's, it's not, there's no necessity in it. There's no, like, you mm -hmm. know, survival aspect right. of it. It's, it. It really is the soul or whatever is beyond our comprehension of mm -hmm. what we are. Yeah, and yet you see it, like, from the earliest civilizations. You do. Like, yeah. music and art were a part of it. I, I was reading this book a year ago that was really influential to me because it was like right after Trump was elected and I was on tour in Europe and I was trying to figure out like where why am I doing this yeah, and I how is came home I... yeah how is this all connected and it was um it was Daniel Levitin who's okay. the I think that's yeah Daniel Levitin who's the um the psychologist and it's called the world in six songs okay. and it's um yeah it's kind of looking at like the um the evolutionary impact of civilizations connecting through music and okay. um it's it was really powerful and it was important for me to read at that time especially when i was yeah i was questioning why um or where my place was in the world um when i was just like on tour singing my little songs and yeah. like our country and like world is imploding um but it helped it helped me like recognize i mean the, the power of it uh is in the connection and is in its ability to reduce us to a, a really simplistic human state where um you know we can kind of put aside some of those differences that uh have been ascribed to us or that we've learned um through our upbring upbringings and and find some common ground yeah and that i think everyone's kind of starved for right now totally um so are you wait i just a quick mm. aside are you yeah. are you first generation american then are your parents both 
Are, is your mom from India and your dad from my Ireland? no my dad is my dad's born in Connecticut okay. so he's um, his family has been here for a couple of gener generations okay. um, his mom was uh, Swiss American and his dad Irish American okay um, and then my mom yes she was um, her parents were born in India okay. and my mom was raised in Uganda oh, wow. um, and Uganda and England and then ended up in the US Cool. You've got yeah. such a cool, diverse background. It's, I it's love it. It's really fascinating, and um, you know, on one hand, I've I had a like a very uh, secure and um, boring upbringing. You know, like I was just like lived in one house my whole yeah. life. Um, and you still live there? No, I okay. don't live there anymore. Um, actually, as of October of last year, they tore the house down. Oh, shit. Which was a really interesting time because I, I finished the, um, I finished recording Lavender. I did the vocals in early October. So I wrapped the record in October. My grandmother had just passed away. Uh, I moved into a new house and my childhood home was was sold and torn down it was like this whole confluence of oh, things it's a lot um, of change in one yeah well people talk about you know saturn returns they do like yeah that, which is like are you at that age yeah i'm okay. 29 yeah so i think it's like right around yeah. now 20, 29 30 as they say yeah i don't know i mean I'm you know feeling, i'm feeling some big shifts though i don't know if i believe any of that stuff that said i felt like at, during my time of that yeah i'm sweating so bad I during my time of that I, of that age, I felt like it was sim I similarly was going through tons of changes as yeah. well. So maybe there's something to it. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, a lot of things, a lot of endings. I and mean, that's what the record is about, yeah. you know, um, confronting these endings and uh, kind of looking to like, what's, what's next? Recognizing that it's not, you know, totally finite, that it's yeah. like, like the nighttime ends and then there's something new that that comes the next day and and just kind of looking towards that with a a hopeful mind a little vacation Ju july august vacation yeah, yeah. i'm so excited <laughs> um actually yeah i i just bought this i wanted to show you okay um so it says paper so making this, decorating designing yeah this is a book about making paper okay um we found this shop up the way uh, I don't in know if been. yeah it's called indigo hippo oh yeah that's a friend of mine's shop it's incredible yeah. i'm obsessed with it yeah. i cannot believe that like why doesn't that exist everywhere it's amazing yeah. so it's secondhand um it's recycled art materials and craft supplies and uh yeah and i've been so my my plan for the summer is to write new music shout out alicia okay shout out ahead. alicia love indigo hippo um my plan is to write new music, and I'm organizing my music room to be to be really um, fruitful, a very fruitful and inspiring space. And then my other plan is to learn how to make paper. Nice. I've nice. wanted to do that for a while, and out of out of like recycled paper, yes. out of stuff. That's so cool. Yeah, that's right up my girlfriend's alley. She does. She's like about that with. Uh, clothing and stuff like that, like using recycled fabrics. That's and, so yeah. cool. I mean, I feel like. Um, I love paper in general. Like I go into like stationery stores and like see the rows of paper and I just like, I freak out. I love like the textures and the colors. Yeah. And obviously I love, you know, using paper and writing and um, it's a way to feel like more connected to the earth, you know, when you're like making something and recycling materials. And uh, it's also a way to be creative that's not music. And I yeah. think that's something that I'm realizing you need some other outlets. Yeah. Like I was yeah. saying, like the intersection of my work and my personal life, like it's all music. Yeah. Like, my partner plays drums 
for the project and like we are both full-time musicians yeah. and like uh we talk about music a lot but it's like we need like it other swallow yeah you up. yeah <laughs> like and it almost becomes at some point some of the sort of businessy stuff and whatnot it, you know surrounding the music can kind of you know trounce out the the actual sort of like reason why you got into it in the first I find that anyways like oh completely the, you know what completely. I mean completely uh yeah I that's the other thing um I've been realizing about touring and kind of like yeah all of the trappings that come along with like releasing an album and being on social media yeah. is like it drowns out social media is a killer yeah it drowns out that like that's like centered voice that is saying you know what like telling you why you should be doing this or like absolutely yeah I, so I uh I wanted to just return to like being in my little room and writing. And that was really what was so beautiful about making Lavender, which I recorded um, with my bandmates, Aiden, and my partner, Zach, who's not on tour with us, but he did all the drums on the record. And uh, we just like had this little house in the woods on a pond and we would just wake up every day and like create. And it was- In, in, in upstate? Yeah, so in the town we're in now, Chatham. Okay. We're in a, a new house now that we moved into right when we finished recording, but that was like our summer home yeah. and the home of the record. And um, there was a really nice feeling because no one had heard the album yet and there was no industry reaction one way or the other. And um, there was no, you know, posting about about it on social media. There's no like press photos. There's nothing. It was like just the um, it's beautiful very thing that you raw, were making. Yeah, yeah, like beautiful, like little seed. And I had this like feeling of just wanting to hold on to that space as long as I could, knowing that like it's sort of, I mean, sort of like giving birth. You know, when you're like yeah. want to hold like hold on to that space, and then it's like no longer a part of you. Right. Like it's delivered out into the world. Yeah. And um, and I'm, yeah, I... And that pitchfork says it sucks. Yeah. The child sucks. <laughs> and even if they say it's <laughs> or good, whatever. it's Or they like, say it's good. Even just like, yeah, they, they actually give us a very nice review, good, which good, was wonderful. Good. But even just seeing a number ascribed to it is like, I don't... Right, right. This doesn't like compute in <laughs> yeah. my head, um, you know, it's, with it's like how... It's such an abstraction. It's such yeah. an abstraction. So um, I, I'm just holding really tightly onto my love of writing yeah. and creating. And that is going to sustain me through all the rest i think because um, I, I don't really like touring that much well l let's let's go <laughs> let's talk about that that writing and creating then yeah. a little bit like do you tend to write alone in a room by yourself type thing like it's uh mostly that uh with lavender it was the first time i had worked more with a band and so each song we kind of uh took on a little differently um, some songs I kind of wrote and demoed on my own and then would bring to the band and we would get a little bit more detail-oriented about sounds yeah. and some of the arrangements. Um, one song, Keep It Out, was written much more collaboratively. Aiden came up with that bass riff at the beginning and we were in the practice space in Brooklyn and uh, then I started like singing over it. So that kind of came about more organically as, um, as a collaboration. But for the most part, uh, I really like writing alone. Um, or at least beginning an idea alone. And then uh, I, I very much value uh, my bandmates' input into taking it to the end, you know? I think, yeah. I think sometimes you can get a little bit too close to it. Um, so I, I really welcome the, the help to kind of take it to the next level. But it, it, so much of it is personal. So much of the lyrics are, are personal about my life. And um, I feel like I need to kind of incubate at least the beginning before I can bring other people in. 
very good way of saying that. I like that. And I I have a pretty similar relationship with my music. Yeah. Do do you um do you ha do you keep like a, a stockpile of, of lyrics sort of thing or, or is it the kind of thing <laughs> where you'll sit at the piano and then things start coming? So I have a note on my phone where I like write lyrics um, as they come to me and like little bits of poetry. One note, just a long yeah. fucking note. It's called Whatever Words <laughs> Yeah, is the title of the note. Um, and so sometimes I'll pull from that, but I find that the, the best way for me to write is just like in the moment yeah. and I'll like have whatever lyrics come to me, it's usually nonsense words, but like little tiny ideas and then I'll go back and edit it. Um, okay, but the melody, so, the melody and the chords kind of come first. Okay, okay. But then with the lyrics, you'll have almost a, a template of uh, of phrasing and melody that mm -hmm. you'll then turn into a poem, basically, like... Yeah, well, so I'll have like basic phrasing or cadences, I'll say, be singing my like weird like yeah. nonsense that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, or like, yeah, just weird phrases, and then, uh, and then it's a puzzle to like have to fit to actually say the words that I want to say and fit it into that it's like structure. A, it is like a puzzle. It is it's a like puzzle. A crossword puzzle. Sometimes I'm like, why do I back myself into a corner, and then I have to like fit the words to this melody? But that's just the way that's been best for me to work. It's it's harder for me. Like it's pretty rare that I take whatever words and yeah. make a song out of them. So they mostly just exist as. Poems. I feel like I yeah I, I I will oftentimes come from um, like a poem and mm -hmm. turn it into a song, but that that does yield a, oftentimes awkward results. Yeah, not necessarily bad, but yeah. just like not super musical or mm -hmm. like you know out mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, but I, I but I really like the um, I really like the approach of trying different processes for totally. different songs, and that is um, something that has developed for me as I've learned more about like the computer and like, you know, expanded from just writing on piano to like writing with synthesizers or, or start like starting with a beat, you know, that maybe I'll like program and then start layering stuff on top of that. So it's, so, it, okay. So you do uh, th that, that approach as well. So yeah. like almost like production first and exactly. then find a melody that fits with that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to think of specific examples on the record, but, um, like Silt, the song Silt yeah. was like, so much based off of that sound on the yeah. Korg mini log, you know, like a sound can shape a song. Yeah. Like it was just like, I heard that, or I was like working on that patch and I played a chord and I was like, and then the, the chord progression came out of that sound okay. very quickly and very naturally. It's like, yeah, just like a timbre or a texture can, can totally spool out into an entire song. Um, or yeah. Or then there are ones that like solid to void. I wrote on a, like a reface, Yamaha Reface DX. Uh, What's just, a Reface? So it's this new line that Yamaha put out like a year or two ago, a couple years ago. Um, there are these like really nice little tiny um, synth modelers. So the one that I have is DX, so it's modeled off of DX7. They have an analog one. Okay. They have one that's like a keyboard, one that's more like but, Wurlitzer. But you're saying, when you say that, you mean it has all the synth st components? Yeah, you can like, like edit the sound. Analog style, and, even if it's dig. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. So like editing the parameters and yeah. um, LFOs and stuff. I like that. I can't stand like the, I can't remember if it's the mini log or the one, like the one that, the, er, the older one. Uh -huh. Um, that you, everything's like internal. Oh I can't yeah, deal with that. Yeah. The new one is awesome. That yeah. new Korg one. Uh -huh. the, that everything's external. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I wrote that song on um, on the on the keyboard, which is just like 
I just wrote it out as chords, and then you'll hear the arrangement, and it's like got, like I, I try to take out a lot of keyboards, or it's just it's got yeah. a lot of different sounds. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I I want to push myself to try new approaches because it like expands my creativity and it jogs new ideas, and I don't want to ever feel like I'm getting in a rut like. Yeah. I write this way on a oh, It piano. sounds like you go where the song takes you, which I <laughs> exactly. think is what it should be. Well, it becomes more of a conversation. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm coming in with this, like, master plan. Like, I'm yeah. going to do this. It's like you have to have a certain amount of fluidity and flexibility when you're Absolutely. creating to, you know, whatever the sound or the song is telling you, then you have to shift gears and go in that yeah. direction. And sometimes it can become something totally different than what you imagine. And that's what's so exciting about sitting down to make a piece of music or a piece of art you have to enter in with a, with like a, a soft heart and and mm. like an open like palette like a, like you know yes. just a accept accept whatever you know what i mean though yeah. like you can't you can't come in like here's what i'm gonna do you know like yeah. people do that of course but then then stuff ends up sounding like you know something that's been done before i feel right. like you know right. okay. um <laughs> uh so do you, are you a computer person? Do you know, are you g good at the programs? I have gotten, I would say, uh, intermediate level Ableton. Okay, is that the one That's that you That's the one that I use on? now. Okay. I used to use Logic, and then I got Ableton a few years ago when I was working for this music nonprofit in Brooklyn that does a lot of work with Ableton. Um, so I had to learn it for work, and I got like, you know, proficient. And now that's just, <clears throat> that's just the program I use for everything. People, people swear by that one. I, that's one that I've never used. I is, love is, should it. Should I be getting that one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. It's super easy to use. I really like it because sort of what we were saying about want, like needing to have the flexibility when you're writing, it's really easy to work on the timeline to like, there's literally like duplicate time and yeah. like delete time and copy time. And like, uh, you can basically just like, move around the structure really quickly. Yeah. So, and, and I like to do that when I'm conceptualizing a song. Yes. It's like, okay, I know I want this to be a verse and I want an extended verse later on, um, you know, and so you can just sort of shift things around really easily and have a blueprint and then go back and fill it in. Because, you know, it's like so, uh, so much about like loops and um, using the grid and... Uh, yes. It's, I've just found that helpful, like kind of getting into the guts of a song and like creating the template. Are, do you, are you... Do you use internal sounds, or, or is it all external synth stuff? And no, it's a lot of um, a lot of MIDI yeah. sounds. Um, I use the, the Native Instruments massive synths a lot, um, but also some just like packs that I've downloaded. And I think it's it's fun to, or I find it helpful when I'm writing and I'm like, okay, I want you know an ethereal pad here to like find a preset and then if it's you know find one that's close to like the family of sounds that i want and yeah. then be able to tweak it yeah it's like it's helpful to just like when you're working and arranging to just like have those kind of banks of like basic sounds that you um can use and then you can apply your own totally. effects yeah. and whatever to it so do you, are, so. so yeah you're not you're not some kind of synth weirdo like I'm uh, not, analog, you know i whatever. wish that i was yeah. part of me is Same like here. <laughs> i wish i was yeah like emily you know with like yes. modular synths yes. i mean that's a whole other world that i don't know anything about uh, I would love to fancy myself a gearhead, yeah. but I'm really not. And I think my approach to synths um, is much more intuitive and, and sound-based. You yeah. know, it's like I might not know exactly what this knob's gonna do, but I can hear how it's changing the sound, and I can yeah. say, oh, I like what that's doing, 
and then I can maybe retroactively learn what's happening. But it's like, when I started playing piano at age six, I learned by ear. I didn't learn to read music. It you was did like Suzuki. Suzuki, exactly. Yeah. I did the Suzuki method, so uh, my ear training is really good, and I can memorize like long pieces of music. But you know, I never really, uh, not not until college did I really like learn how to read music and about music theory. So kind of going back to that, like my approach is just is very like sonic based um, rather than technical based. Did, in school, did, were you doing classical piano or were you doing voice? I was or? doing classical singing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. uh, well, that was my that was my focus in the music department. Yeah. Um, I was also taking piano and learning composition. Um, I was kind of intrigued by film scoring for a little while, so I was taking some stuff. Oh, I think you could definitely that. go that route. I don't know. Maybe that's someday. A good, that's a good day job if you don't want to tour. Yeah, right. Make money somehow and record. Yeah, or hard to like make writing money off of. writing songs for like TV shows or something. Hell yeah. Um, could be a, a future gig maybe. Um, if anyone out there is hiring, <laughs> call me up. You've already here first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was I was because um, I went to liberal arts school, so it wasn't like the What's, music. What school? Were we Kenyon talking? College. Kenyon College in Ohio. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, I we're in Cincinnati a, right now. We're I so close. I played a show there one time. Really? At yes. the Horn? I have no that idea. Was like our, that was our student space, <laughs> so I'm sure it was at the Horn. Okay. Yeah. At the Horn. Oh, uh, man. Uh, yeah, so I love Ohio. This is like my other home. I lived yeah. here for four years. Cool. That's a beautiful area, Kenyon. It's really, yeah. really great. Uh, I loved it. But so, you know, the, it was more of a holistic approach to, yeah. to education as a whole, but also in the music department, it wasn't like... We were so strictly like you're a voice major you're whatever um but i did classical singing and i for my senior thesis i composed a three movement work for six instruments okay it was did you record it really scary yeah i have a recording it's like almost atonal okay i don't i was like on some other shit on purpose then. i mean i was like that was me trying to be like very avant-garde yeah and very academic yeah. I, I will never forget my um my music history professor uh, when I was talking senior year about like what I wanted to do after college, I was like kind of, I, would, I don't know, I was thinking about the idea of like what if I got, you know, a master's in, in music or I don't know, I was thinking about maybe higher education in music and, and going into academia. And I just remember him saying like, you're too rebellious for that. And I was like, I am the least rebellious person. I am like pretty type A, I follow the rules. I'm a rule yeah. follower. I'm not yeah. cool. I'm not a rebel. Like, I loved that he thought I was a rebel, but I was also very puzzled. But because of because he felt like you were too avant, but that isn't that what no, the no. I think it was more that he could towards? tell that wasn't where my heart was. Yeah. My heart wasn't in this like, you know, structured, academic. rigid, academic writing. This like, you know, this composition of, with very studied techniques that I talked yeah. about in my presentation, and you know, I I could do that stuff. I was I learned how to do it, but it wasn't where my heart was. Like my heart was always in writing my own songs. Yeah, and, and were you doing that even through college? Mm -hmm. You were writing your own songs? But yeah. you, the never never the tween shall meet? Or you just didn't, you wouldn't yeah, they, like show your work in, in college? I mean, they didn't, the, they didn't really meet. You know, it was like I was in a band and I sang in like the, like the female acapella group. And then I was okay. also doing like opera and like classical singing. And it just like, I sort of had these two worlds and I- Did you sing different? Yes. Okay. 
I did. I um, hear a tinge every once in a while of your classical career. Yeah. Right? It's, it's in there. It's in there, yeah. Um, well, and, and on uh, Lavender, I, I more explicitly recalled that I did like a little bit of yeah. more like opera, like classical singing. It gets in which, there. Yeah, which I wanted to use more as like a, as a technique. Um, but I have really, I had to choose kind of. It came to a point like when I was graduating, like was I going to go the more like classical route um, or like be in Pine Grove because that's where I met Evan and so it was like rock band or classical and uh, not that anyone said to me explicitly you have to like decide what your path is it just kind of came down to where I was going to move and what job I wanted to get or um, what lifestyle I was going to pursue and um, yeah I chose the rock band and you know are you living the rock band lifestyle I'm I'm, I'm, yeah I'm (laughs) <laughs> I'm a like professional like touring musician yeah. somehow. It's just incredible. I'm I still can't believe that I get to like this is just my life. But you don't love it. I don't love the What do you the not touring. not love about it? I mean, I can name a million things, but I'm just curious what you say. I'm a homebody. Yeah. I'm such a homebody. I'm a Capricorn. I you can hear it in my lyrics. I sing a lot about homes, making homes, finding homes, searching for home. Like it's just home yeah. is so means so much to me. And now like I don't have my childhood home, and you know so much is like shifted. And you know I went through a lot of turmoil like with my parents splitting when I was okay. younger. And like just like home is this like theme in my life that I'm looking for. And um, I finally I have this like really nice house, and uh, you know I'm making a home with my partner and. Um, I want to be around more. I want to like wake up in the mornings and make coffee and and look at the birds in the yard and um, go for hikes. And is he home mostly, or is he touring as well with different he, bands? Yeah, he's he's been home a lot this year, um, but he is gearing up to to kind of get back on the road and we'll be touring. Was, is he in Pine Grove as well? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, so he's been yeah. He he gets also the impulse of wanting to like. Um, be home together more and um, and also like I especially in the summer like it's so beautiful where we live I want to be in nature more like I've been realizing so much lately that you know I lived in Brooklyn for five years and that was like my life after college Um, but I'm I'm not that inspired by cities I'm really inspired by nature yeah and uh, I I I hear that in your music yeah, yeah cool I think I just need to to explore that a little bit more and that means not you know being confined to a van and the venue and and just like being still and quiet yeah yeah i i couldn't agree more i it's it's yeah it's tough it's it's a lot you know and especially new new place every day yeah there's not you know like i can start to feel at home in a place after like a week sort of you know what i mean well, like yeah okay like i i know this like I'm even super weird about like, like hotel rooms or like I, I feel really gross everywhere. I go like I'm not. I'm like, I have problems <laughs> with like, I don't know. Like I, you call it OCD or whatever. And I was like, but it's like you know, that's based on like always mm-hmm. being in a new place and new people, new things, new you know. Yeah, it's tough. It, you know, a constant parade of newness. I mean, it starts to cancel itself. I just out. noticed that owl. <gasps> Whoa, that's not real. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all, all of the newness after a while, it's like it, the excitement like cancels itself out where it's yeah. suddenly it's like all just a wash and it's, it's a wash. Yeah. Yeah. But Which people, people who don't do this right. can't understand. And they, and it's like, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, when you're bitching about I was that, literally like, just going to say, I don't want to sound like ungrateful. And I think that's, yeah. that's what's hard. But 
because of the changing landscape of making a living as a musician, like we we have been forced to tour more. Way more. Way more than a human body should. Yeah. Like it's yeah physically. Physically, yeah. you're you're pushing yourself to the brink yeah. physically and mentally. I mean, yeah. especially mentally for yeah. me, this past you know six months, it's uh, it's been really challenging and you're uh, unraveling. Yeah. Yeah, you're just totally unmoored, and um, there are not a lot of like outlets to, to seek while you're on the road. Yeah, for for um, emotional support. So, yeah, I think what people what people need to understand is like if you know, in order for us to continue to make art and to make music, like we have to take care of our bodies and our minds, and and that yeah. means, yeah. You people did this. You people <laughs> did this. Your, your Spotify and your yeah, I Napster. Know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will say this. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you... And I think you've... To, have you toured on buses with Pine Grove probably? I actually have never done a bus tour. Okay, okay. Yeah. That I think that is a little more... You know, you have the bus. Yeah. So you have this thing. No matter where you are... You have a bed that you're that's always your bed yep. and you can trick it out with all your little batiked uh oh, totally. uh, wall hangings and whatever you want in there and i'd kind of love that because i love being cozy so yeah. like give me a little cabin totally. give me a little bunk i'll make it my own exactly so so like that <laughs> helps i will say that yeah like i can't you know if i'm if every day it's just like i'm seeing the inside of a courtyard marriott and, and the <laughs> backstage of the larimer lounge or whatever oh, not to whatever club you're, there, you know yeah. i don't even think the larimer um, lounge has a backstage but, they have a little back room okay yeah. but you know what i, I mean. know what you mean well also i hate driving and yeah. and we're we share the driving load yeah. and that's it's really hard uh because i don't like doing it we have a huge van and also like i'm you own the van yeah we okay. own the van nice but it's also like i'm i have to be like on my email i'm like talking to the manager and i'm like posting on social media and you know and then i need time to just like decompress but it's like when you're driving and then you're at the venue and suddenly like okay. i feel like i have that's no... the other thing that'll change your life is yeah. having a tour manager i mean yeah right i'm i'm, I'm mostly tming us yeah so. that'll change everything like and get a tour yeah. manager that does sound and then you'll get a twofer good idea i know some people cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there are ways to make it more a comfortable yeah. um and i think we're we're just not there yet yeah uh, it costs a shit ton of money yes. that's the problem and i'm learning when to prioritize comfort meaning like surging for a more comfortable hotel and not staying in a really really dirty sketchy one if that means paying 20 more dollars like yeah. i'm gonna do that but yeah. i'm learning that like we yeah. had to do a tour where we stayed in only sketchy hotels for me to realize like i need to not did you ever do that do the staying on people's floors that you don't know that's the worst oh we did that very recently yeah. uh in march i uh, won't name names but um we were told we would all have places to sleep and there were not an i slept on a chaise lounge just yeah. like a long armchair well, that's, that's decadent uh yeah i mean it wasn't the floor but it was it was a chair yeah like, it yeah. was not a bed <laughs> yeah uh and i'm 29 years old you know like i maybe yeah. like diy touring when i'm 23 is i did it when i was 23 22 23 i'm 24. too old for that now yeah. like I can't, I can't do it anymore yeah <laughs> yoga mat with your with your head in the cat uh, litter box oh you know, no so, no i never did never the head in the Okay, but, but yoga mat, yes. Definitely sleeping on a yoga mat with it with yeah, sleeping bag. Tour hack, you know, I've never done that. Sleeping yeah. on a yoga mat. It's it's not thick enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe a Pilates mat or whatever. Oh yeah, one of those. <laughs> um so well, I don't know. What 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 would you do if you were to try to avoid touring? What's the what's the alternative if you're gonna stay in music? 
I'm asking for myself. Yeah, well, um, we are very fortunate to get a song in a Ralph Lauren ad this oh, year. Oh, shit, yes. Um, if I was to spend any money on fancy clothes, <laughs> yeah. I think I would do Ralph That would be my style. Yeah. Well, know. well, there is a perfume ad out there in the world okay. that has our song Keep It Out in That's it. Great. Which is really cool. It came out of nowhere. Um, but that, you know, that is an income stream. People, like, get their songs licensed. Absolutely. If it can happen, if you can get it, um, and I'm not saying that this is something you can plan. I don't know if it'll ever happen again. But... I think your music is a lot more licensable <laughs> than mine. But, <laughs> yes, that, I think you can. You could probably head in that direction for sure. We'll see, but yeah. that's something I, I am thinking more about and, um, and publishing in general. Um, I control my own publishing right now, but you know, working with a publishing company who could present opportunities to you for writing and, and getting those songs licensed to yeah. shows and ads and whatnot. Like that's something I only learned about this year. Yeah. And I'm sort of seeing the possibilities in that for creating a more um, at home lifestyle for myself where um, I'm only touring, you know, when it's like they're good show offers and yeah. I'm also realizing like we've toured so much in the past few years like for instance we played Pittsburgh last night and we played Pittsburgh like five or six times in the last year and people are so sweet and they're like I saw you I've seen you four times kind of accidentally because you opened for all these bands I want yeah. to see I was like cool but like maybe that means that like People aren't trying to come out and see us because we've been touring so much. So maybe right. it's good to like lay low. Make it more intentional. Yes, and then come out and people are like, oh, you're coming. I really want to see you and I haven't seen you in a while or yeah. I haven't Make seen it you special. ever. Exactly. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking about re strategizing and uh, making it like better for myself and for my bandmates. Did, did that uh, polo ad get you at your house? It didn't, no, it didn't get us our house. Uh, we were just renting our okay, house, okay. to be clear. But uh, but it does mean that I don't necessarily need to be, like, grinding on the touring, yeah. um, which is why I'm taking the summer off. Yeah. You know, it was, it was really a blessing. Um, and I just want to say, like, I, I don't know if you believe in this stuff, but, um, you know, my family is very spiritual. I told you my mom is a guru and, yeah. and whatnot. But uh, the day that I like heard about this like licensing like Ralph Lauren thing uh I was on the phone with my manager and I like I looked up in the trees and like these two branches of like these two like branches of, of leaves came together just as I was driving by and, and made the shape of a rectangle which is uh the shape on the cover of our record of lavender and I don't know it just struck me in that yeah. moment as like a sign from my grandmother uh I feel so it, connected to her. And was your grandmother the one that you talk about in the album that was at your mom's mom? Yes. Okay. And she lived with you guys? She lived while? in England, actually. Okay. Um, okay. But she, yeah, she was born in Lahore, um, which at the time was India, and then after partition became Pakistan. Okay. Um, and so her family, they lost their home. They had to leave their home in Lahore um, because they were Hindu. And then my granny ended up in Uganda with my grandfather. She had an arranged marriage, and okay. then they became refugees from Uganda. So she like so talking about a home theme. Like she lost her home twice. Yeah. And my mom was a refugee. This, you know, it's this, this is like, epigenetic. I think it's epigenetic. Yeah. Your, your situation where you're really. It's just you it's, feel that in your in your right. DNA. Even, even though I I had one home, you right. know, I had a very stable upbringing, but there's like in me like these stories are really ingrained. You know, it's the women in my family too. Yeah. Um, who, who it's like this this lineage yeah. and I've always felt 
very connected to the Indian side. Um, and so, yeah, my, my grandmother's passing was, was, was really hard, but, um, you know, she was 95 and she was very ready to go and yeah. she, um, she, she went peacefully, but, um, I feel like, I feel her, her presence in singing these songs. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice way to, to get to like share her story of talking about her now. So yeah. Oh, uh, that, that first song, I, I just love that so much. And th- my you. favorite rhyme is, uh, uh, uh now I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> Working in the garden, oh, yeah. didn't hear the cardinal. cardinal. I just love that. Garden and cardinal. Yeah, I just love that. <laughs> Thanks. I love, I love that. Um, I wrote that literally like watching her. I was in uh, her house in the the office of her second floor, that overlooks her garden, and I was playing on my Yamaha Reface. Yeah. Which is that sound? Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful sound. It was so really. Good. It was like that. A, that was just a patch. I was like, so yeah. Someone else could probably take that. Don't take my it patch. It works. Uh, it works. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's like just that that image is like really ingrained in my mind. Like just every time I sing it, I, just, I see her yeah. so clearly. Oh, um, well, I mean, you, you probably have to uh, load load in at five. Yeah, load in at okay. five. Yeah. Any well, other like last questions or? Well, yeah, I guess I guess if you're looking in the distance, as we spoke about in the beginning, and it's all blue mm, back there. Uh, in your life, you know, and maybe towards even towards the end of your life, uh, or when you're older, what would you like? What would you? That is a heavy question, maybe. Yeah. Question. What would you <laughs> like to see that be like, or what would you like to have done in your life? Well, I think the thing that I'm like kind of most looking forward to is like the next chapter of my life is motherhood. I'm a few years from that, but it's... You have a plan for it though? Yeah, I really, really want to be a mother. I've, yeah. I've wanted that from the time I was a little kid and now I'm sort of, I'm in the, I'm in the like home stretch of like, this is the, you know, I'm nearing the time when it would make sense um, for me to like enter that new place in my life. You know, it's uh, something I want to experience, that I want to experience a shift in my identity. I want to, um, you know, experience that like new kind of love, and um, what I need to figure out is like how to continue my like musical career while also doing that. And that's another reason why I'm thinking about, you know, if I wasn't going like I, if I'm not touring all the time, More how home. do I? Yeah, how do I make that sustainable? So um, that's that's one part of it. And then I'm actually I'm reading this book right now, which is like totally blowing my mind. It's called Braiding Sweetgrass, and it's about um, it's this woman who's a botanist. Um, and also from the Potawatomi tribe. And so it's like kind of about like the indigenous um, wisdom and teaching uh, about our relationship with the planet and with plants. So you still have this eco Yes, exactly. Stuff. I know, I've been thinking about yeah. it a lot. And she, she talks about how, um, you know, she's a mother, but uh, once her kids go to college, like her role as a mother continues and it's like mothering the earth and like planting vegetables and like this like that. connected, um, this, re- this relationship with the planet and and so that's kind of the second portion of my motherhood um, would be you know having kids but also uh, I want to have a garden like I wanted I want to be more connected to nature and um, and yeah and can you have that at your current house yeah I think that we could we have a nice yard and yeah, um, yeah I mean I grew up in a, in a small town and I feel like it's that like those kind of roots are calling to me and it's like looking to the blue of distance like I just see this like path towards like the land and really like creating a, a very nourishing like home life that feels inspiring and and secure beautiful 
beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Does your partner know that you're going to have kids? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We talk about it. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he would know that I'm talking about it to you, but, yeah. uh, but no, it's fine. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nandi, for, for talking to me. And, uh, it, it really is my my pleasure thank to, you so much. to get to know you a little bit and uh yeah i just love what you're doing i love thank your music. you it yeah. was really really fun chatting with you wonderful thanks for having me yes thank you guys so much for listening i want to give an extra special shout out to my executive producers these are folks that Donate $5 or more a month on patreon.com slash the wandering wolf. We got Adam Chase up in this house. We got Alexis Johnson, Caitlin Augustine, Isaac Lang, Matt Hill, Simon Bird, and Merrick Jarmulowicz. Thank you guys so much for donating. You are the wind beneath my wings. You are so beautiful. Love you guys. Patreon.com slash The Wandering Wolf. Give and, you know, relive a beautiful life that you might have had had you been born in the future or in the past. Go buy those tickets to the Y Alopecia Anniversary, 10-year anniversary shows where we will be playing alopecia from head to tail. All the music you are hearing on the podcast today is half wave so if you dig it go stick it in your spotify or in your uh on your record player okay and enjoy all right y'all i'm gonna peace out and we're gonna play a half wave song to close this thing out love you keep wandering
like an outro. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> or something like that. Ohio. Yeah. 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 Ohio. Yeah.